1 Samuel 19, 1-17 And Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Therefore, be on your guard in the morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are. And I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David, because he has not sinned against you, because his deeds have brought good to you. For he took his life in his hand, and he struck down the Philistine. And the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. And there was war again. And David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a great blow so that they fled before him. Then a harmful spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand. And David was playing the lyre. And Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he eluded Saul so that he struck the spear into the wall. And David fled and escaped that night. Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, told him, If you do not escape with your life tonight, tomorrow you will be, you will be killed. So Michal let David down through the window, and he fled away and escaped. Michal took an image and laid it on the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with the clothes. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Then Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. And when the messengers came in, behold, the image was in the bed, with the pillow of goat's hair at its head. Saul said to Michal, Why have you deceived me thus, and let my enemy go, so that he has escaped? And Michal answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go. Why should I kill you? The word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. So much drama. Yeah. This is in, a, it's getting real, real dramatic. Yeah. Real spicy. No, I mean, this is, it's, First Samuel is a dramatic book. We've been, yeah, yeah. we've been in drama for a while, but things are getting very interesting. Um, you know, one of the things that immediately stood out to me, just like in reading it back and forth is like, just the, the changing disposition of Saul oh, toward man. David. Yeah. Um, even Saul's words uh, and how quick he is to, to say things like mm-hmm. as the Lord lives, <laughs> um, I will not kill David. And then just a little while later, he's seeking to kill him again. So um, yeah, so many interesting things. Are there some things in particular that, that stand out to you? Yeah. Well, Saul, he, he's flipped into full on like Disney villain mode here. You know, he's, he's, for the second time trying to pin David to the wall with mm. a spear, which is, you know, pretty, 
pretty intense. And um, I, I've always kind of thought about when it talks about like David eludes the spear and the mm-hmm. spear sticks into the wall. You know, like I don't think the the palace walls or whatever would have been made of like marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I imagine it was some pretty tough stone or something. Right. So yeah, there's there's some oomph behind that. Yeah, and um, yeah. So really, it, it's just like as we've been talking about. You know, Saul he he lives in the center of this narrative where he's basically just constantly tormented Mm -hmm. by this fear of man Mm -hmm. and really what ultimately amounts to insecurity, Mm -hmm. which it kind of sounds weird to say like Saul's insecure here, but you know, it it really is. It's like he, he's constantly consumed with what do the people think about him and how Mm -hmm. do they compare him to David and then on the contrast, we have Jonathan and David who are who are very confident, but not just confident, they're very confident in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And rather than themselves being the center of the narrative through which they live, it the the Lord is at the center of the narrative. And, you know, when Jonathan is speaking to Saul about David at the beginning of this passage, he, he says, For he, David, took his life in his hand and he struck down the Philistine. And the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's this idea that even their, even the successes of David and Jonathan, they, mm-hmm. they recognize Yahweh as the driving force and as the champion of Israel. Mm-hmm. And they're merely just, you know, living in obedience and in pursuit of that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that makes me just think about like, you know, how, how, how different life is when, um, you're, you're aware of authority Mm -hmm. and, and you're aware of what the right authority is that you should be living under. And, um, obviously Saul's like main authority in life in in one sense is maybe him and and what he wants to do. But like you're saying, it's kind of like the, the, the view Mm -hmm. of the people, the, the pleasing of the people. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, commentary on this little section talks about how uh, Jonathan appealed to Saul as king. And so it's kind of recognizing like, you know, this is this institution that God has created. He's a king. Kings mm-hmm. are supposed to be just. Mm-hmm. And so he's like appealing in a sense to his role as king, but really he's also still appealing to the authority of God. It's like, no, God has set things up in a way that we ought to follow. And like, you should you should do that yeah <laughs> and he listens to it and it's it's interesting and again it's over and over and over again you're seeing this um recognition and trust of kind of like what we saw at the very beginning of the whole story the people wanted a king but god was their king and so there's this constant refrain i think of like okay who's the real authority and are we living under the real authority yeah um and today you know we know that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, our King. Yeah. And in the same way, we should seek to to live under his rule and his reign. And that's essentially what, I mean, we use the word kingdom all the time. Um, but, the, you know, kingdom is just living under the rule mm-hmm. and reign of yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and, and we see, in a sense, Jonathan doing that here, even though like Jesus is not in the story right here, but it's the same kind of idea, mm-hmm. submitting to the, the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is good to 
take a moment to speak to the idea of submission mm. in this book, mm-hmm. especially since, uh, you know, Jason preached on it not too long ago for the whole church. But we see what we see in Jonathan and David really is radical submission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think of, we think of it, them as sort of like a Batman and Robin combo <laughs> where like David's like the like hero, you know, super awesome, like songwriter King mm-hmm. guy. And then Jonathan's like the sidekick in tights. And, um, and Really, I mean, what we've learned so far from this narrative is they're both, you know, men of war and and very successful as men of war. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, even just like past that, we see that they are really comfortable submitting to God-given authority. Like David is anointed king, Mm -hmm. and yet he is like supporting, he's trying to support Saul. Yeah. Even though Saul is like totally bugging out over Mm -hmm. you know this like insecurity and comparison Mm -hmm. with david david's just trying to you know be a good like subject to his king Mm -hmm. and jonathan who is the son of the king and you know kind of has like this rightful position of heir when he when he meets david and and sees him as God is anointed, he he takes his robe and and gives it to david you know like he Mm -hmm. he's totally comfortable relinquishing his his like earthly rights to submit to god's order Mm -hmm. and i i think that that you know submission is so contested nowadays and yet we see here that submission is actually god's way of leading people into glory into a better glory than when we try to hold on to our earthly standing and our earthly glory this we see saul he Mm -hmm. he is just unhinged Mm -hmm. and selfish and detestable Mm -hmm. and i think that's like a interesting light to view the whole idea of submission whether that's within the home or the workplace or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah that is really interesting and i never quite thought about as you were talking like jonathan you know he's the heir Mm -hmm. to the kingdom in a sense because his dad is saul he's the king Mm -hmm. and so david's kind of a threat in a sense like from an earthly perspective if he's anointed as the next king and um and yet like you said he's totally comfortable with with god's authority and submitting to it yeah. um and and so it is such a powerful picture absolutely um, well yeah i mean maybe be a, a similar kind of people who are recognizing first and foremost what god is doing and not holding on to the things of the earth mm. um because as we see it it ultimately does not go well with us. And it may seem hard in the moment to do that, but um, as we'll keep reading and finding out, it's it's the right way. So let's, uh, let's trust in that. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly 
at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.